Welcome to The Point After on WDVE Pittsburgh. Brought to you by Parks Casino. The entire Steelers radio broadcast team is here to break down the last game. Here's your host, Missy Matthews. Man, I'm just appreciative of the efforts of the men in that room. Uh, Obviously, we were leaking today. We were leaking in a lot of ways in terms of physically, emotionally, and so forth. And I just appreciate, um, you know, the medal that the group showed this week in terms of, you know, remaining singularly focused in the midst of the storm, man, and putting together a winning performance. Everybody, welcome to The Point After, and happy Victory Monday. I'm Missy Matthews with Bill Hillgrove, Craig Wolfley, and Max Starks. And our first segment tonight is brought to you by Brian Patton and Associates. It's all about the benefits. We, of course, are talking about the Steelers' big win over the Buccaneers, 20-18. to They are now sitting at 2-4. and four. And, Billy, last week we heard from Coach Tomlin. He said, you don't dig yourself into a hole in one day, and you don't dig it out in one day. But yesterday felt like it was a pretty big step out. Did anybody see that coming? No. Nobody. I I, I didn't. I, I was hoping it would oh, be Oh, come on. I saw it all the way, well, Billy. Well, you and Bob Prince, God bless you. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it. but when you watched it unfold, it really happened. I mean, that defense played its tail off. And last week we – Cited, I cited uh, the number of targets for Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson, and it was not a good performance in Buffalo. But yesterday they had 14 targets between them and caught 12 passes. Now that's efficiency. So, you know, that's just a couple of the keys. And we had unlikely heroes in an unlikely upset. (laughs) But what's the old adage on any given Sunday? Well, you do that like a pro. Well, I, 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 I've heard John Facenda say it so many times. That's, that's really All good, though. Yes. Sunday. I love that. Yeah, well, well, I think also, guys, you know, the, you know, what we saw yesterday with two quarterbacks, right? I think Mitch Trubisky deserves a lot of credit mm-hmm. for coming in. You know, you, you essentially come from a disavowed position, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you get benched, you know, a week and a half prior um, an injury happens, and this was kind of the scheme in their head. Why you keep Mitch Trubisky up was for this moment, and you could talk about the mental toughness. You can talk about, you know, being engaged. We were worried about the engagement level of Mitch Trubisky after being benched. And I think he answered a lot of questions out there that, no, I'm still in this. I'm still a team player. And he went out there and he performed tremendously under those pressures, under that situation, and you could tell he was unflappable in those moments. And so I do want to make sure we highlight that because that was a big moment in the game where everybody kind of held their breath. The Boo Birds were waiting to boo um, up in the stands. And I'm sure everybody was looking for every excuse of why we couldn't win this game because Mitch Trubisky was in there and he didn't give anybody that satisfaction. I loved it because, uh, for instance, the six-yarder Chase Claypool, the touchdown pass. Uh, he didn't have any reps on that, and they did practice it this week. Kenny had all the reps. He had mental reps. Mm-hmm. But, Max, just as important, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, mental reps, if you wonder why they're important and why you see guys in the background like going through the throws and their checks mentally like we saw during training camp, it's for those moments. It's for you're not going to get a look at this to go through it physically, but you have to go through it mentally. You have to go through it. Up, up in the meeting room, and you have to be ready to make those reads and visualize that success, and it paid off. 
I want to talk about the offense in a little bit, but I, we have to go back to the defense. When you look at the names that were on, you know, the the um, play card yesterday, the um, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank here. Injury the flip card. The flip card. Oh, flip my goodness. Card. All oh. right, I finally dumbed down yeah. Missy. Oh, my goodness. You said no. you were sleepy. No, I'm there. All right, the flip card. You know, Josh Jackson, Quincy Wilson, Elijah right. Riley, James Pierre. We know that name, but we have not seen much from him. Um, those were just guys that, man, they came in. They did not care that it was Tom Brady on the other side. They talked so much in the locker room about the game plan that they came up with, how they all bought into it. Coach Tomlin told everybody last week, you better dig deep. We're staying together in this. And that defense sure did because when you saw that injury report, the status report on Friday without Minka, you know, Levi Wallace, all of the guys, especially in the secondary, Billy, it was, you know, we're, I think everyone went, oh boy, this, you know, especially coming off that 35 point loss in Buffalo, I think it did not give very much hope. It was only a week ago we were lamenting so many big plays against the Steelers defense. There were two passes over 20 yards yesterday, both in the first half. And I think Fournette's longest run was, what, 13 yards? Somewhere around there. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it was yeah, good contained. Yards. Yeah, yeah, it was good contained. Listen, to think about this, all right? You're going up against the GOAT, the greatest of all time. There's a reason he's the GOAT, right? You, the week before, he goes 352 against the Atlanta Falks, right? It's his 40th 300-yard game since he turned 40. It's unbelievable. It's un- unimaginable. Now, you go out there, and you got a secondary full of guys wearing these these tags on their shirt, on their jersey that says, hi, my name is, right? <laughs> I mean, literally, they, they got a couple guys they just brought up from the practice squad, guys that didn't have much playing reps in the last couple of years, and they had the audacity to believe they could take down the GOAT, and by golly, they did, and I think that is magnificent coaching that's a great job of preparing men to go out and do the job and get it done and i think it's a great testament to the fortitude of those players that as mike calls it leaning in i call it buy-in however you want to call it however you want to lean it it got done in a way in a fashion that i think it just staggered a lot of people it certainly did me well and i think even more so just knowing that where this team has been, I mean, you're talking about a team on a four-game losing streak going into this contest on Sunday. Right. You know, where is where is the confidence, right? The confidence is at an all-time low. And then you knock down having some of the known suspects not being there, meaning the contributors that you always look to, right? You're thinking of Minka. You're thinking of what Akello, Cam, and – and uh, Levi, I'm drawing a blank. Levi, there we go. We're all drawing blanks man. tonight. Victor, we we yeah, got to get it together, guys. Hey, it's I'm Monday. the one that's reminding yeah. everybody. This is awesome. I've never had a moment like this. <laughs> there we go. It, Live it, it up, it's, Wolf. It, exactly. It's your swan song. It's all good, Wolf. Wolf we're Wolf downhill guy. from here. Wolf, yeah. Wolf drags yeah. the whole team down. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We're, we're, we're getting to our average right now. Um, but no. <laughs> But, but, I mean, you don't see the – and then you don't have DeMarvin Leal, right, which was one of the young guys that was starting to come on and improve. And then you also lose Pat Fryermuth, who was a, a target and a comfort blanket for Kenny Pickett. So just knowing all of those things, and this team said, mm, doesn't matter. We're, we're going – we have enough. We are all we need. And I thought that was just tremendous how they kind of siloed themselves and did not pay attention to the outside world and went out there and – and executed a game plan to the best of their ability. And like you said, Billy, 
not that many explosive plays. They cut that down tremendously from a week ago. And offensively, you, we saw points scored. We saw yes. points scored on the opening on drive. drive. A wide receiver what? caught a touchdown, Max. Exactly. I mean, it's it's it was craziness, right? It was bizarro world. Um, but it was good to see because this is what you wanted to see. When is this team going to start coming together? And it came together in all three phases. And I was telling Wolf this this morning. There is a signature moment that you can point to in all three phases of the game that help make this a complete team victory. And even special teams, because, right, the Steven Sims um, return was amazing. And that set up two points. It wasn't the points we wanted, but it's the points we got. We did come away with points in that situation. But it's that. It's the De- it's the Devin Bush um, two-point conversion uh, bat-down pass. And like you said, having a Chase Claypool touchdown – like there were signature moments that we hadn't seen since week one <laughs> um, from this team. And I thought that was what was tremendous. And it showed that the confidence was unshook, but it was building amongst these guys and it culminated in a win yesterday. Max, after the game, Mitch Trubisky talked about a speech or, you know, just a team meeting that happened the night before where Coach Tomlin always speaks. Not that it was something special, but he just reminded everybody that you never know when you're going to get the opportunity. You need to make a play when you get it. And obviously for Mitch, that came full circle the next day. Um, What kind of motivator and how much do you give credit to Coach Tomlin for getting the guys to buy in, like you said, when morale was very, very low last week? This is what this this is what leaders are made of. Right, it, they're made of these moments, and you wonder why Coach Tomlin has been in the same place for 16 years. You wonder why there's been a standard of success um, here. It's because of that leadership. It's because of knowing the pulse of the room. You know, just like he knew the pulse in the moment to to make that decision at halftime. Like there's certain instinctual things that younger coaches aren't going to have they're just because they just haven't you haven't lived enough life right bill you know you you haven't lived enough life to know what that situation looks like and he's seen it all and been through it all so for him to have that pulse and that finger on the pulse of the team is tremendous and when you talk about whether someone's lost their touch or they don't or they don't have the ear of the team anymore I, you can firmly see that Coach Tomlin has a handled grasp on that. You know, remember when Mike McCarthy was going to get fired? Talk about how he didn't have the trust of Aaron Rodgers and all these other veteran players. And when other coaches kind of get canned, it's because of similar things. But for Coach Tomlin, he knows he knows what it is. He and he, and he has that relationship with his guys. So being able to inspire just instinctually, not knowing where it's going to happen, because he already looked at the injury report before he walked in and gave that speech. <laughs> he already saw the list of guys that would be wearing street clothes. And he's like, this could go further down that rabbit hole. So everybody we brought up and brought in, you need to understand when, when your number's called, go make a play. Go do what you're supposed to do and help us put your hand in the pile and help us towards victory. And they did it. So it was tremendous by Coach Tomlin. I think, Max, I think you're, you're spot on. And what I really kind of summarize this to in my mind is I think about the fact – you talk about his 16th year, it still has not had a losing season, right? But what is that really about? What it's really about is a consistency of message, it's a consistency of action, and it's a consist- consistency of relaying proper expectation on his players. And they respond to that. You know exactly where you stand with Mike. There's never, 
I've never I've never been in a room where he, you know, you leave wondering, gee, I wonder what he was thinking. You know, you know, you yeah. absolutely know. And every room I've ever been in with the guy, from the day he was announced as the new head coach to now, he's always shined in that room. He just he's got leadership. He understands leadership. He wears leadership like water wears wet. I mean, it's just inherent in him. That's what it is, all right? But you can do that, and you can lead, and that's how you have that consistency of message. It's what Chuck Noll had for 23 years. It's what Bill Cower had for 15 years. you got to have that same message that, that generates the same response to the guys. They know who you are, they know who they are, and they know what's expected of them. Billy, after the loss to Buffalo, Coach Tomlin was very heated, obviously, post-game and said, you know, we will leave no stone unturned, no one's job safe. He was talking about coaches, players. Tuesday came. I think everybody was expecting something big to happen. Nothing that we could tell from the outside looking in happened. He had no grandiose announcements. Uh, No one was fired. No one lost their job. He stayed the course. Uh, I I think, you know, at the time that was probably – not what everybody wanted. Somebody, everybody wanted something to change to try to get them out of the rut. Uh, I guess we should probably listen to him when he says, you know, we're good right now. Yeah, and I think it's uh, a reflection of what's above him in terms of the ownership. Uh, the Rooney family's always been that way. Uh, it's, uh, you know, we, we hired you to do a job, and we're going to let you do your job. And uh, there's no overreaction if there is a loss. And I'm sure... Uh, after last week, Art Rooney II was probably the least person, the least pleased person in that stadium. But uh, you don't do knee jerk. You know, you just let people do their jobs because that's why you hired them. And uh, his job was to get this team uh, back on the winning track, and he sure did. Uh, interestingly, uh, I was at a local grocery store, and a customer said, "Well, we should probably just lose them all and get the first pick." Yeah. And then a cashier <laughs> said to me, uh, "You think the coach is going to lose his job?" You know, and I'm no, no. You you don't want to go to either place, uh, and thank goodness nobody did. And believe me, that's in my top five games that I've been had the pleasure to call at at that stadium. That's in my top five. It's pretty well, impressive. That's, yeah. that is impressive. Well, yeah, and, that's saying and, a lot. Well, that's believe me, uh, and probably because it was. Surprise! <laughs> you know, everybody was surprised, including Tom Brady. And it was against the big bad wolf. <laughs> it was against the big bad wolf who's bitten us so many times. Mm-hmm. But he didn't bite us yesterday because of a bunch of guys in that locker room who uh, wouldn't let it happen. That's right. So, uh, Max, is a win a win, or do you cherish this one a little bit more because it gets you out of the hole and who it was against? It, 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 I only cherish it most if, if it springboards you to more than one win. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I think if, if this is going to be the wake-up call, then absolutely. But it's something that, you know, just like anything else, delayed gratification. What do you do when you go down to Miami? And then I can point back and say, you know what, that was the moment. You know, that was the moment. And, but I think a win at this point is just that. It's a win. It shows us that we can do it, right? It gives, it gives a – a momentary reward for sacrifice given, right? For discipline adhered to, because it shows that if you follow the rules, you study your playbook, you work out, you get yourself ready physically and mentally, good things can happen. And I think for a lot of young guys on this team, you have to see that manifestation. So if that's what leads guys to play better, 
that leads guys to believing they can go do it, then absolutely, I'm all for it. But if it's just going to be we had this emotional victory and we're drained going into next week, then it was all for naught. And like you said, I mean, to, 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 to go and then have this letdown in the following week um, would, be, would be tough because I think there's an opportunity that if, if they can continue to play and continue to solidify as a group, buy into the plan, and you're going to get pieces back. Like the fact that we did this with the amount of pieces missing, just imagine how much better we're going to be come later October, come November, come December, when now you've got more opportunities and more options to go through that you don't have to rely on a single individual being the catalyst, but the team can come together, right? Five fingers become a fist. Instead of just pointing at someone, you can go knock somebody out. And I thought, and if that's the case, then I'm definitely all all for it. But it's a win just for right now. Well, let me just say this, though. If I'm Alex Highsmith, I take secret joy in put, taking the goat's belt and putting it on the wall. <laughs> that's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, absolutely. Well, you would say that as a guard, I, right? Because well, you've yeah, never had right. to do it. Never did I mean, it. Though, I would do it if I, hey, I took down Tom Brady. That would have been great, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But no, yeah, I get it. Yeah, if, if, if I'm going to place myself in somebody else's position, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I could also be Cam Hayward, right? I, I got a sack there too. Hey, I hit, I hit Tom again. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say I don't think it's as big, big to Cam as it as it is to maybe someone like Alex or Malik Reed. You know, no, definitely not. But, well, it's definitely bigger to Malik Reed because he didn't get credit for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we tried to. Yeah, he yeah, thought we tried he did. To give it to him. Cam didn't know until after the game that he actually got it. So <laughs> they still the Eli Sports Bureau might change it. You never know. Well, and, and oftentimes on a sack, it's the person who creates the situation where the sacker gets it. And and so there should be an assist. Oh, now we got a Cisco. Oh, All boy. right. Well, that's He's at 70 Billy, discussion. don't take it away. Half-seas. <laughs> All right, we do have to take a quick break here on the point after when we return we'll unfortunately go through the list of injuries that we will be listening for an update from coach Tomlin tomorrow and also talk about Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay I should say, Tom Brady Tampa uh Bay. having Tampa. a little discussion with his offensive lineman. I went uh Max and Wolf to weigh in on that Ooh. one. We'll be right back. You're listening to DVE. <laughs> back to the point after brought to you by Parks Casino on DVE. I was ready to go, um, and in those situations, you just got to be ready when your number's called. Um, I just wanted to come in and help the team win any way I could, so uh, I just tried to come in, do my role, and lead the guys. Everybody stuck together, and uh, they had my back when I came in as well, so it was fun to see. We all kind of rallied around, um, and we just got to continue to pick each other up and stick together, so it was a hard-fought win, definitely a big-time team win, and uh, we just got to continue to improve. And props to Mitch Trubisky for coming in after Kenny Pickett exited the game in the second half. He was evaluated for a concussion. They said he had one, and he was ruled out. And Billy, uh, I just feel like when Mitch came in, it was he was very aggressive. It was as if it was a different person than when we saw when he was starting in the first few games. He was in cut-it-loose mode, which he hadn't been before. And we understand why, because I said before the season started, it was his job to lose. And I think that was the prevailing thinking amongst not only the players, uh, but the fans. Uh, and uh, this was a different situation. I mean, it was either Mitch or nobody. And uh, look at the response. Third quarter, third and 15, hits Chase for 16 yards. Fourth quarter, third and 13, hits George Pickens 14 yards. Fourth quarter, third and six, he hits Connor Hayward with a 45-yarder. 
and then in that drive, and just think about it. The Steelers were able to keep the ball away from Brady for the last four minutes and 38 seconds. Third and 15, 17 to chase, no problem. Third and 11, 26 to chase, no problem. And believe me, that's big-time performance. Chunk plays. All chunk plays, especially on third down and mm-hmm. behind the chains. Uh, I cited, what, five plays? He was behind the chains on four of them. It was incredible. You know, and it was just a great job. Look, I think we saw Pro Bowl Mitch. That was Mitch in his Pro Bowl year. I mean, you think go back to 2018. I watched a lot of film before he came to or when he came to Pittsburgh this this past offseason. So I'm uh, just checking it out, and uh, you know, you watch him, and I saw a lot of the same elements. You know, the 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 quick, decisive thinking, the throws, uh, the ability to move, and I, I think it was just a matter of him not having any pressure on him, just coming in, cutting it loose, like you said, Billy. He just he just played the way. He can play ball at a high level. You know, it was it was great to see. I just think it was, uh, yeah, you've already done the worst to me. I've already been crucified in front of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, Same like, field. like I've been, uh, yeah, I've been roasted on this field. I've been, I've been heckled. I mean, everything short of throwing, uh, you know, icy light cans and <laughs> and leftover like tomatoes on a burger. I think you know Ew. he pretty much got. I'm just trying to think because you know they normally throw tomatoes. You know, is that why there were so many birds on the field? Definitely, that that was a buffet. I was like, the overseeding is in full effect. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, go ahead, Max. But but I think that was kind of that reclamation, that redemption moment that a lot of guys don't normally get in that situation, right? You don't get the opportunity to to go through publicly the angst of being benched as a competitive athlete, like to actually be publicly shamed to a degree, but then come out resolute, standing up front, chest proud, and go out there and, and deliver something that you've always know you, known you had inside, but to be able to re- redeem yourself. And I think that was a tremendous moment to see that, you know, you always question what a guy's resolve looks like, right? Because you can't, physically test it all the time to see it. And if it does get tested, it's usually in a practice situation and guys come in behind closed doors and you come out, boom. Oh, look at this is the new me. Wow, I'm washed. No, he had to do it under duress, right? Last minute, hey, Kenny goes down. You need to take a couple reps, get some snaps with the center. Okay, go do it. And he did it. And I thought that was what was tremendous because you really got to see the mental fortitude of what it takes to be a professional athlete, and especially at that position. Of all positions, you can kind of blend in at other positions, but not at QB, not at QB1, not at the signal caller position. And he answered the call perfectly. So I, I, it was it was a great moment to see. And he can tell his grandchildren, for one shining moment, I outplayed the goat. There you go. Yeah, Absolutely. And, and you can't take that away from him. Mm-mm. And check his rating. Check his quarterback rating. Oh, oh that's right. 142.4 <laughs> oh, to 87.8. Really? Boom. <laughs> Mic drop, Max. Yes, exactly. All right. Our second segment tonight is brought to you by the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank and Don's Appliance for every field goal we kick this season. Don's Appliance will donate $1,000 to the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank 
That is 5,000 meals each time. Thank you to Don's Appliance, and you can donate to by texting GOALS to 50155. And uh, speaking of field goals, we should give a little shout out to the special teams units. Uh, complimentary football at its best between all three phases between the 55 yarder, Billy, Steve Sims. They contributed as well. It was a good doink. I love that doink. <laughs> but uh, yes, and, and Steven Sims. Uh, not only the kickoff return, and, you know, he made really good decisions to stay in the middle of the field. Uh, but uh, his punt returns, mm-hmm. even the one he lost yardage on, was as gutsy as they come. And so maybe that's a portend of what this guy can give you. Well, the fact that he went to, what, 89 yards. I mean, even Myron couldn't have called all the zigs and the zags in that and one there. I mean, he was, zag. Yeah, that's and, exactly and, and, it. And Dean is one of the faster cats in the league. Yes. And, <laughs> you know, I you, you appreciate that. And like you said, there's no doink like the doink that goes for you rather than against you. And you think about it. That was the margin of victory. You know, I mean, how how would that have been? I don't even want to think about if that thing had been back six inches or rotated one more time that caused it to bounce backwards rather than, you know, through the goalpost. I don't know. It just that was outstanding. It was a nice it was a nice doink. I mean, listen, <laughs> it hit and it flopped over the line. That's all I care about. No, but do you remember the, how high it ricocheted up? I mean, well, yeah, wow. no, it, it yeah, it ricocheted up, but it, it was like to give everybody a clear view that it was going over. Yes, you know of what course. I'm saying. It was one of those. It it was a ball that wanted to be seen. All right, it was a little <laughs> bit of a diva ball. Right, but, right. I mean, I mean, but how many times have we seen that doink and it just get like rejected, like Dikembe Mutombo just swatted it? Yeah, you know, it just comes right back. <laughs> right, falls right. into the end zone, and it just looks it looks pathetic. No, this one was like. It bounced up and said, "Wee!" as it went over, right? It hit the nets. <laughs> and so they don't was, ask how. They ask how far. Yeah. And it was 55 yards. It was 55 yards. And you know what else? At the end of the day, that was enough. That We needed exactly that many inches to, to get it done. <laughs> and it was well worth it. All right, let's uh, go through my laundry list here of injuries. The people that did not play, of course, we know Cam Sutton with a hamstring, Akilah Witherspoon, same. Levi Wallace was in the concussion protocol with Pat Fryermuth. DeMarvin Leal is now on IR with a knee injury. And then someone's from in-game. We've talked about Kenny Pickett in the concussion protocol as well. James Pierre has a stinger. Miles Jack has an ankle. And let me tell you guys, he played through that until the point where they were like, uh-uh, you are not going back in. Uh, Max, I know you saw him on the sideline too. Yeah, oh, man, I was like, come on, man. <laughs> I was like, this was this was about as bad as it could get. And I was just like, man. And and what Miles Jack was able to do um, just absolutely, you know, defied. I mean, when you talk about hard hat, lunch pail, go, going going to just work like a like a just a heavy, physically taxing, like, construction job like that's that's what it, that's what it looked like as he was walking on the sidelines i was like dude i i can't even begin to tell you how much respect i have for you because yeah, yeah i brutal. told wolf i was like i was like i was like it's like he just like like he just slapped his leg together like hey fall back in place right you know let's go we still got <laughs> time let's on go. the clock <laughs> exactly i don't know what you're talking about hey listen just listen spit on it real fast i don't, I don't even need you to wrap it just <laughs> spit something on it and i'm good to go that's that's why i was you know mason cole did one heck of a job he did he, he's also you think on about my list that. yeah i mean think yeah, about yeah. him being in a walking boot uh, you know during the week and then you've got a, a face a 350 pound pachyderm named Vita Vea 
You know, I mean, not you correct him this hey, morning, Max? Don't worry about I, it. Oh, just yeah, leave we're it not alone. Even gonna, I, lo- I lost count after my yeah. toes and my fingers were cu- counted for. All I can say is that is 350 pounds of explosive dynamo at the nose tackle. And if you got a bum foot, a hoofer, and you got to be under the bull rush of that guy or trying to dig him out, whew, that's just not a fun time. Larry Ogunjobi was also another person. He was dealing with that back injury. He also missed two days of practice leading into the game, but they're calling it lower body. And Max, he was similar to Miles Jack, where he you you just he did not want to come out of that game. No, the entire offensive line was on his his lower body injury area, right? <laughs> He's sitting upright. His legs are folded like crisscross applesauce style, except for not as not as elegant. And he's up there, and he's slamming his thing like, guys, get off of me. And then he gets up, and you see him have that ginger walk to the sideline. And then like three plays later, no blue tent. He's like, all right, I'm back in. I was like, what is wrong with you? It was like, y'all are like crash test dummies. Like, y'all just don't feel this pain, (laughs) like long term. But But it was tremendous. But I think that's also when you're talking about understanding and feeling the moment, feeling that tempo and that heartbeat. You don't want to miss a minute of it because you know you're on to you're on the precipice of something special, and seeing Miles Jack, seeing Larry Ogan, Joby, right, and even Mason Cole having to step out for a minute and come back in. You know, I, I thought all of those guys were tremendous warriors in this game because they knew how much it mattered, right? And, and there's a certain accountability that you have to your teammates that. That, that almost it transcends your, your reproach for your physical safety at times, right? You know, it's like, it's like ah, you know, not to say we're going full Ronnie Lott here, like cut it off or anything, <laughs> but you're like, okay, am I hurt or am I injured? Am I hurt or am I injured? I'm only hurt, so that means I can go back and play. Whatever I need to do, I need to get back in there because I'm not going to let my teammates down. And you saw that physically show up in more than one situation and in more than one different player. The last person on my injury list, Mika Fitzpatrick, who did not play. The good news, though, is he was out there during pregame warm-ups, moving around a little bit, so fingers crossed they get him back sooner than, rather than later. Oh, He's definitely the leader in the back there. And by the way, that would also mean that we need to throw out Terrell Edmonds' name. You think about Terrell Edmonds, 10 tackles, but keeping – it's like herding cats back there when you're trying to communicate with guys oh. who really don't know a lot about each other or a lot about – the defenses, and the fact that they scaled down the playbook, focused on the fundamentals, focused on making sure, keeping things in front of them. I got to tell you, that was just a great job, I thought, by Terrell Austin, by uh, by Brian Flores, you know, uh, both doing and getting this, those guys ready to play. And, Wolf, during the game, you made the point when Jack came out, uh, they had to change helmets because of the green dot. Oh, exactly. You know, you got somebody else up there. And, by the way, there was a very intriguing – Little little wrinkle to that defense, Max. Did you see Bobby Spillane? When they, they were using three linebackers on the inside, it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. And they used him in drops, much like a Tampa 2 cover. It was really interesting, a little wrinkle there. Um, and, and it was Robert Spillane. What a great job he did over the middle. Well, and, and more so, it was is they, they were showing the 4-3 look to them because they were so used to three down that was the four that was their four down look and kind of a nod to hey we're not just going to man this guy up we're going to drop him deep let him handle and let the dogs hunt that's what allowed i think also allowed for miles jack to be everywhere that he was because he wasn't having to be right in the center of it all 
and drop deep and be the coverage guy. He could go actually be more aggressive at times, which we always talk about how can you do that. And I think it's, it's a manifestation off of that three safety look with Minka, right? They try and use Miles Jack like a Minka. Well, that's they did what with that's, the linebackers. They used Bobby Spillane like Minka-like. It was interesting. You mm-hmm. watch him, watch the film, watch him move around in the box and watch what happens when they snap and he drops. It's and interesting. Brady likes to go to Godwin over the middle. Godwin, 12 targets, six receptions. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 just did a phenomenal job yesterday in in you know denying some safe passage to those receivers over the middle, and I I just I really I, you know I appreciate and I know everybody does you appreciate when a group goes four games I mean a whole month of losing I can't tell you how miserable that is Max I I'm sure you've had a four gamer somewhere. But, I mean, I have had a share of yeah. four gamers in my history, and there is nothing worse than spending a month, week after week, losing like that. It, and then to be able to come together and pull that thing out, oh, that was magnificent. All right, we do have to yeah. take a quick break. You're listening to The Point After here on DVE. At First National Bank, you are the quarterback of your money. With a top-rated app that gives you more mobility in the pocket and card guard debit card controls, which is like having a 300. Back to the point after, brought to you by Parks Casino on DVE. Long count, gets the snap. He's back. Fires for the end zone. Touchdown, Claypool! Wow! Welcome back to the point after everybody. Missy Matthews, Bill Hillgrove, Craig Wolfley, and Max Starks. And uh, Wolf, you were a little excited on that one. Uh, the touchdown yeah. finally to a wide receiver. Well, it was a long time coming. Can we say? Absolutely. You know, um, Six I was, weeks in. Look, I, I feel for these guys. I, I again, I know what it's like to go a month long, and just it's a it's a hard road to hoe. It really is. And it's uh, really difficult to drag yourself out of the funk if you don't have, you know, a great supporting cast of guys. And um, I was so excited for them. I wanted, you know, you want that so bad. Max understands, you know, we as, as former players, you still live it a little bit. There's just a little part of you that those guys down on the field are representative of what you used to do. And you still feel that same sort of little adrenaline burst every now and then. You know, those little things. Uh, when I was on the sidelines, every now and then a, a certain instance would happen. And I'd find myself reaching for my chin strap, stepping on the field, and then realizing, oh, no, I'm done. That's I got a me. microphone. Yeah I got, yeah, I got a microphone. I don't have a helmet. <laughs> Well, at least you knew you could go and hit somebody with it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Whap. You, you, yeah, exactly. Could you just imagine walking out just just thunking a guy on the helmet with your microphone? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah that's right. Don't do it again. No. Uh, um, but I think even more so, it's it, it, it's that feeling and, because, like you said, we've, we've lived it, right, Wolf? Right. We have been in that. We know exactly what that emotional state is, whether it's – a look in the eyes, whether it's it's a, it's a bowing of the neck and the shoulders, or whether it's just a tightening and clenching of a fist, like you know what that means mm. in those moments. So you want to respond in kind because for so long that's what we've done, right? Right. And you've looked for those nonverbal cues from your teammates, and so to feel that euphoria and have that that adrenaline rush in the moment, it, it, it's something that you it's palpable. And like you said, you just you feel you feel the intensity of the moment. 
Our third and final segment is brought to you by Clearview Federal Credit Union. For every turnover the black and gold create in 2022, Clearview Federal Credit Union will donate $500 to the Light of Life Rescue Mission. Clearview, helping people to enjoy a better life. Visit clearviewfcu.org slash touchdown. And you heard the call from Billy there on the touchdown to Chase Claypool, who as a uh, we had said heading into the show, Wolf has returned to Mapletron. Seven targets, seven <laughs> catches, 96 yards. The touchdown that you just heard there. Uh, but I did want to take a listen for you guys. Coach Tomlin was asked specifically about number 11 after the game. Here's what he had to say. He made some critical plays today. We're not trying to paint with a broad brush or show some trajectory. Uh, he made some plays today, and I'm appreciative of it. And I'm appreciative of it, too. You know, I mean, uh, this is the young man just has such – Great talent. You know, everybody's seen it. It's not like, you know, it's a surprise to anybody. He's physical. He can, he's strong. He can run. He can jump, catch well, all those things. And sometimes it just doesn't seem to, to manifest itself in catches out on the field. And I'm hoping this is one of those springboards that a guy suddenly is, it's like a light comes on and boom, it starts to roll for him. And just maybe, just maybe, this can be one of those times. Wolf, at the beginning of the game, you said the key is teamwork. Yes. And we talked about it. And uh, there's a play that happened in that last 438 uh, that a lot, a lot of people are talking about. And we talked about the third and 13s and third and 16s and so forth. How about the snap that got behind Mitch? And oh. he made sure he got it and nobody else. <laughs> that is a huge play. Crucial. Because if you, if you don't keep the ball, you're going to give it to the GOAT with more than enough time to make up two points. There's no question about it. And actually, one of the things I thought you were going to point out, too, was the Devin Bush play yeah. on, on the uh, two-point conversion. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he was aware that there's pro- high probability of crossing routes, the fact that he was on the first catch point, and then he comes down to the second catch point and actually makes a play on it after taking away the first option to Brady, I thought was magnificent. And he, that's another situation where you know what I'm talking about, Max. You hope that is the the trigger to spur great success in the future. And well, no, you, I'm sorry if ability. if they make that play, uh, oh. they have all the momentum. Oh, absolutely. And you're in trouble. Yeah, no, it, it, it's it, it's not allowing the tide to consume you, right? I think that's really what it comes down to. Like you know that this opportunity, where we're at, you're at a pressure point. And to come up and make said play, just absolutely, it can tilt either way like a seesaw. And once you do it, it's almost like you catapulted Tampa Bay out of the stadium at that moment. Like like the full depression on their face on that sideline was just an amazing moment. And to know that it, we, we no matter what we do, we can't win. And that's that moment that I've always talked about over the years, and Wolf and I, we've talked about it, that look when you look in a guy's eyes and you know he's quit and that that fight is gone for the rest of this game. Right. That's what it felt like when Devin Bush batted that ball down. It's like all their hopes and dreams hung on that one pass in that one moment that that they were looking for something else when everything else had gone wrong, and boom, they get denied another time, and those dudes were done after that. I mean, there was nothing – Nothing they could do in that moment. It's almost like, you know, it's like when you get hit in the chin. Not that anybody's <laughs> been hit in the chin. And, and, and your teeth click and your eyes close. And you wake up like, what, what, what happened? That's essentially what it was. It, it was it was the knockout punch. 
That's what happened to my tooth with a chicken wing. <laughs> yeah. Knockout punch. Had a knockout punch there, bud. I yeah, think when a buffalo when... guy goes down to a buffalo wing, no, it's shameful. <laughs> I think when they went for that two-point conversion, you're thinking, oh, man, they tie it up. My first thought was not overtime, even though that was – up there too i knew max was trying to catch a flight as well uh, and also you know you don't want tom brady having extra time but going back to the end of the first half the field goal the steelers defense probably would have been kicking their butts for how well they played giving that up to the tampa bay buccaneers you know that's three points it it, it could it could have made a big deal luckily it did not that's the beauty of football you know i mean what was there was there what you know what it could have been who knows? I mean, you just don't know. And the beauty is, like what we saw, the manifestation of guys coming together, 45 strong, that went out there and did something um, so amazing. It, it just set the town on fire last night. I thought it was just so terrific. Everybody said they couldn't. They did. And, you know, whether it was the three points at the end of the second quarter or, or what have you, um, they were still able to overcome it, whatever it was. All right. Well, it has been fun here on a Victory Monday for the point after for Bill Hillgrove, Craig Wolfley, and Max Starks. I'm Missy Matthews. And thanks as always to our producer, Tom. The Steelers Pro Shop is where you can gear up for the latest sideline apparel, hats, and jerseys of your favorite players, authentic memorabilia, custom items, and exclusives you can only find directly from the team at one of the official Steelers Pro Shops located at Acrisure Stadium, Grove City Premium Outlets, or Tanger Outlets, or you can shop online at shop.steelers.com. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you next week after the Steelers visit the Miami Dolphins.